Sanko, are you like standing up and? Yeah, sorry, I just got crossed up. Oh no, I was wondering, like, are you standing <laughs> up? And... Down, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, what's going on? I thought you were working out or something and you were in the middle. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. So, hello and welcome to another episode of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Hamish. And I'm your other host, Aaron. And today we're joined by a good friend of ours, Sam Kick, who's also a shout out from previous <laughs> episodes. Yeah, uh, I'm Sammy. Well, Sam Kit, everyone calls me Sammy. 23. I was at uni with Hamish and Aaron. Didn't know each other too well back then, to be fair. But, you know, here we are. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to crack on. Yeah, I was going to say, Hamish has been a good friend. I was like, wait, uh, this is like the second time I've met you. <laughs> I think in that half an hour, you got to know me better than anyone else ever has in half an hour. <laughs> it was literally just, tell me about your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a good point, to be fair. Quality, not quantity, right? That's exactly it. <laughs> As Hamish said, you were a call out from two previous guests. So uh, in demand. Liana and Liam. But yeah, uni, we all went to work. What did you study at work? I studied uh, engineering. And then in my final year, I specialized in engineering with business management. Has that kind of directed your no, not at all. path since? <laughs> so I'm still in tech, technically, but essentially before university, I wanted to go into investment banking. You know, everyone's like, you know, investment banks love engineers because as an investment banker, the two things you do is use maths and problem solve, which is basically what an engineer does. So I thought, you know what, let's study engineering. Probably the wrong thing to do. I wish I studied straight maths. Wait, why straight maths? So I went to QE Boys. I don't know if you know QE Boys, but the I don't know the academic level is just different. Like it's just high. So I got convinced that I wasn't good enough to do straight maths. But in hindsight, I was like, ah, I reckon I probably was. And I just enjoyed maths more because I quickly realized at uni I don't really enjoy the practical stuff. I prefer the theoretical. See, at school, I I got I was too gassed over maths. Yeah. Yeah, I was leaving school. I was I did maths a year early, and yeah. I smashed it. But then that also meant the last year of my sixth form, I wasn't doing like any maths because I'd already d- finished it. So I came into uni just thinking I was like, well, did yeah, you maths, do maths at uni? No, I did computer science, but okay. I didn't expect there to be so many so much maths in computer science, and I was just lost. Every maths module I hated. <laughs> I, was, I was so lost. There. Shout out Yash for helping me through that. Nah, shout out Yash as well. What a guy. But yeah, you said it hasn't really like directed your path since. So yeah, like, so what's, what are you doing like day to day? I had a bit of an experience in investment banking. I realized that you know it's probably probably not for me. So I was in sales and trading, and I realized that the sales aspect was the most enjoyable for me. So I thought, why not just try direct sales? So then after uni, I joined a startup called SaaS Dog, which did like conferences for SaaS companies, which is software as a service. And then I didn't really enjoy that. Did that for like four months, and then I left. Then I eventually joined Cisco, which is where I'm still at, doing tech sales. And yeah, loving it now. So when you say sales, is that like, I just think of like someone who's on the phone all the time, kind of maybe like not always calling random people. I guess that's more of like, I know people in what those like call centers that just like call people to sell products. But I guess you're more like calling clients, I guess, and trying to, or businesses trying to sell them products. You're doing both, you know, you're calling up existing clients to see if there's expand opportunities, but you're also, you're also very much trying to attack Greenfield accounts. So by Greenfield, I mean that ones that have never been touched by our company before, because, you know, we're just trying to generate new business. But I think also the reason that I, you know, really like sales is because I've always wanted to start my own business and sales essentially, you know, it, t- it teaches you how to generate revenue. 
uh, in that respect, it's quite an easy segue into like entrepreneurship. Software as a service. So what, what is the service that you're actually offering? Uh, okay, so I work for a company called App Dynamics, which was acquired by Cisco about three years ago. Yeah. And uh, App Dynamics is an enterprise software which essentially discovers a company's entire IT estate and then it instruments their nodes, like whether it's infrastructure, IT ops, or development. And then it tells you exactly where performance degradation occurs so that you can get ahead of it. You got computer scientists, you, you, this is probably your bread and butter, but essentially you want to get ahead of any tech issues before it reaches the front interface like the customer the customer facing. yeah say do you have like an opening line when you pick up the phone say you're calling hamish a random call <laughs> i was gonna say i was looking for a pickup line and he's just you're trying to sell the third wheel so yeah one thing i always do is try and find something a bit different about the person like before i've called them I just find out something a bit different. So if I I'll, I'll give Hamish, you loads on Hamish. Yeah, yeah I can give you loads. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I'd find a picture and I'd just be like, uh, hello, this is Sammy speaking. And she'd be like, uh, Sammy, do I know you? I'd be like, uh, you know, you don't actually know me, but I was just wondering if I could have a quick couple of minutes of your time. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're gone. Uh, how the corner is, bro. How the corner is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is this new look? Your hair, oh, my hair's been like this for like over a year. Oh, <laughs> maybe like a year and a half. But yeah, basically, at the end of like fourth year, I was kind of basically growing out, and then I just kept letting the top bit get longer until I got to like slick back. Got it dyed. Got it re-dyed recently, and yeah, pretty much been yeah just maintaining that. It looks a bit dyed at the moment. Did you dye it recently? Yeah, Tuesday. He's got a tiara on as well. <laughs> tiara. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, I always call them a tiara. <laughs> no, you see, I was rocking this year, way before a lot of people. So now, yeah, every time I see someone rocking, because you know, I've been locked down, everyone's hair grew out, yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah, like yeah. bare people rocking it, and I was like, look here. Yeah. I was just started counting the people. I'm like, look here. Yeah. Anyone ever asked me again? Yeah, I fucking did this year before you lot. Yeah. <laughs> I set the trend Wait, for this. You were well. Yeah, I, I didn't like set the like you know like for, but for them like I was the person in their circle that would have had the. So do you think they looked to you and was like, oh, you know what? If Hamish can pull it off, I can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, they know I got six stars in it, so they got to replicate some of it. But take the credit in it. That's what red shoots do. My mine was a bit of a low key shot, but <laughs> you just went with it, so that's fine. Uh, move. Wait, what was the shot? I was, I was like, if people thought you could rock it, then they must have been sure they could rock it as well. Oh, well, I thought you thought <laughs> I thought you meant that as an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's good you see your story as inspiration that's uh, Aaron's positive basically Pos- saying Hamish you've set the bar so low people are like we can do better <laughs> yeah Aaron could oh, take some pointers thinking. you know what do you mean you took this idea off me like five years ago Aaron said that if we want at one point reach like a thousand subs or something yeah that he would get his hair dyed or something like that and I yeah, want to yeah. eventually I want to eventually make him like like by that I mean a full head of blonde I want to see him get like a full head of blonde Shout out Third Wheel FM. Subscribe. We want to see Aaron turn next Follow us on Insta. <laughs> I see the two of you as like a future dynamic duo. And, and if deck. you two... And, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> brown one. Brown, Aaron's brown the one deck. with the alcohol problem though. Just to clarify. I thought I'd be the smaller one. And Yeah, but I, I would have given you the smaller one, Aaron, but I don't want to be the one associated with the alcohol addiction. Fine. I'll take either from, to be honest. Yeah, sorry. What was you saying, Samkit? But yeah, I was saying it's partly about, um, you know, partly calling, partly getting customers on board. But it's also, 
so much like customer meeting and conferences. Yeah. Is it something you see yourself like sales? As you said, you kind of always imagined yourself starting your own business. So sales, if you were to start your own business, do you think you'd be like kind of the sales guy almost? Yeah. Yeah. Because whenever we think of like starting a business, I guess I only think of like, I know the guy whose idea was and like kind of leads a direction and then you've got a tech person. Yeah. Maybe a design person. Well, we, we would obviously, if you know, a word to start a business, we'd have to have all of those job functions as well. But yeah, I'd see myself as a, you know, like a business development lead. Yeah. Well, the word on the grapevine. Go on. Is that you do have a bit of a business venture. <laughs> I know, the word on the grapevine. <laughs> like we didn't discuss it two weeks ago. No, no, no. They don't need to know that. They don't need, <laughs> they don't to, know need that. to know that. <laughs> my, my sources told me. Your sources. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. No, I like it. Yeah, I did start my own business. It's called Anpause. So you can, you can uh, go check that out. Anpause.co.uk. And A-N-D. And then pause. P-A-U-S-E. But then it's dot, dot co dot UK. Like pausing like the TV or something. Yeah. Like stopping. Yeah. But the reason for and pause, so the, the whole business is corporate massages essentially, but and pause is more just like, you know, people wanting to take a break from work. Just, just zone out for a good like 20, 30 minutes and then go back to your work. Oh, the website looks good, man. Yeah. 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 I thought Aaron was going to rip into it because he didn't get to make it. <laughs> no, oh, no, do you no, make no. websites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my friends from school made it for me. His name's Ajay Shah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you were in the website game. Bro, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, done a good job. You can Warwick, he was one of the most famous names for it. Oh, really? Yeah, we, 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 it obviously wasn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> how times have changed, Darren. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how, how did you get into like the massage business, man? It's a good question. So we actually got massages at work. So my current business part actually was my masseuse at the company so she was our therapist she's a trained osteopath and i was just laying there on the table one day and i was like why do more people not do this like whenever i tell my friends about it they're like it's so cool that you get massages and blah blah i was like surely there's a market for this more people must want it because who says no to a massage you know what i mean i was under the impression they came up to your like desk and just started like giving you a shoulder massage or something like halfway that actually is where there's not really a gap in the market. So what you've just described is quite saturated. A lot of companies provide like at-the-desk massages. Really? Yeah, mate. Like in front of everyone else in the office? Yeah. I've never heard of this. So they continue working, they're typing away, and they just start getting rubbed. No, that's <laughs> that's weird. a mad that's statement. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. I don't know how I'd feel if I was like, you know, making a sick new website and then someone just comes up behind me and, in front of all my other colleagues as well. And like, yeah. You're already trying to publicize this website thing, isn't it? AaronComedy.co.uk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, links in the description. Watch out, Ajay Shaw. <laughs> Plot twist, Aaron started the third wheel of just to promote his website business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So you, so you were having this massage. Yeah, so I was, and then I was you were just like... The table and I just, I had, Francesca's lovely. And I just had quite a frank conversation with her to say, why don't more people do this? Like, this is great. And then I put together a few documents to say that, you know, this is the revenue streams that we could go by. I can see this becoming quite large. And then Francesca was like, I've been wanting someone to like help me on the business side for, for a long time. Because she's very good on like the, the health side and the, like, she, you know, she's, she's got a master's in osteopathy. 
but she's always been like on the business side. I don't really, you know, have the know-how. So she kind of wanted someone to, to, to help with that. And then I kind of had the idea of expanding this to, to loads of different, you know, upcoming tech companies, you know, investment banks and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we, we started the business together. That was in January. We incorporated. And then we were, you know, putting the website together and just getting a few bits and bobs together here and there. And then COVID happened, which is when, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's be honest, it's a business of touching people which you can't really do in a global pandemic. So, um, yeah, that kind of uh, messed up the, the plan. But, you know, we're still we're still trying to figure out some virtual stuff. And then when everything opens back up, we'll start it right Virtual stuff? How would virtual massages work? So, you know, like yoga sessions, hit sessions, like daily for the employees okay. just to, you know, have like that half an hour or one hour a day of just zoning out and looking after themselves. Yeah, from your website, I'm seeing like, it's not just like massages. It's more of like a well-being, right. a health thing. I was wondering as well, like, you know, if you had like your own product range of like things that like massage you, like, you know, like a neck pillow that massages, yeah. et cetera. Like, don't you think that would be a good source of revenue if you haven't thought of that already? If you want, we can edit that bit <laughs> Aaron, out. you weren't <laughs> wrong when you said, hey, which is a hustle. <laughs> um, yeah, no, 100%. We thought about that. A product line is something that we have in our roadmap about so nine to 12 months in. We're going to start having a product roadmap. Once we have enough following, then we can start to properly get some merchandise. So that is the idea. And then we'll have all of those products branded by ourselves, which will be good fun. Yeah, I think the brand's really strong as well. And Paul's, I think it's got a nice... Wait, hold on. We may need to work like, out a brand deal here, you know, 25% off by a third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you use the code, use the code third wheel at checkout. I could just see someone coming up right behind Aaron and going, I go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then next, and then from now on in the podcast, yeah, we'll be sat with like these neck pillows massaging or something like, oh yeah. And then we'll just be like promoting it all the way throughout. Yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So was like Francesca doing this? So this wasn't, was Francesca kind of like a freelancer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hit the nail on okay. The so it wasn't like an in-house thing. At so yes, she's a freelancer, but it kind of became in-house. Like, you know, she had her own, Whenever she'd come in, she'd get her own room. She'd turn the lights down, turn on some mood lighting, and then play some music. And then you have a proper table that you, you know, you, you lie down on, you take your top off, and you actually yeah. get a proper massage. That's where the gap in the market was. Like this getting at the desk massages or seated massages, that's quite common. But something where you actually take a proper pause, which is where the, com- the name comes into yeah. it, that's, that's more what we were going for. So properly for about 20 30 minutes relax and then go back to your work the massages at your work was that like your first experience with massage i don't think i've had a proper massage like that from what i can yeah. remember what you've just said is quite common and a lot of people think that you know massages are quite a privilege which is why we want to make it quite widely available yeah there's there's the reason why a company shouldn't be providing that like it, there's a massive shift towards mental well-being in the workplace now and I think that this is a great idea for companies to implement to hit those SLAs, those targets. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, like, you see, is there not like any health guidelines or anything you have to follow, like any paperwork or like around all of that stuff, including like her um, being hired in the company, all all of that stuff. That must be like hell to go through. Uh, yeah, kind of. But just because she's so she's she works independently right she's she's not an employee of the company so she's free to start whatever business she wants related to it contractually there is some red tape 
especially when we go into the, these businesses, if we're, if we're proclaiming that we have, you know, health benefits, there are certain things that we have to abide by. For example, every time a massage is done, the masseuse has to document what was done, whether or not, well, the employee, but, you know, from a medical perspective, the patient had any, had any niggling injuries or whatever that they, they tried to solve. Yeah. So let's, let's give a bit of a situation right. here. Say the third wheel blow up. Yeah. Which it will. And Which we've got. Will. Which yeah. we will. When it will. Yeah. When we blow up and we've got a studio <laughs> and every every week we have guests coming in to record their podcast with us and then, yeah, maybe multiple in a week. And we we feel like we can offer some benefits to the guest. Right. Like maybe before the recording or after the after the recording. Yeah. And you think they could have a massage that would be beneficial yeah. <laughs> for the podcast, for the yeah. guest. Yeah. So now you're ringing up Hamish right. <laughs> to like pitch <laughs> and why we should link up with Ampores yeah. to like offer our, yeah, our guests yeah, yeah. What, what are you saying I'll be like, <clears throat> don't speaker. do that grunt because I don't know how I feel if you grunt like that on the phone <laughs> 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 really hang up hello is this Hamish speaking <laughs> oh sorry I, I thought you, you, you were impersonating <laughs> me I, I thought you were impersonating me again <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it is no no hey is she playing yeah, play who on? is this Hi, this is uh, this is Sammy calling from Anpause. I, I have a strong feeling you've probably not heard of us. But yeah, I probably uh, at this point I'd end and block the number. I won't lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do that. I do that all the time. <laughs> You're the typical prick customer. <laughs> That's not a prick customer. People just call me like about things. That oh like, no, say say you okay, know. Yeah, say okay, so let's say let's say, say you know Sam Kit. You know. Oh, no, we know each in other. In this case, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine, chilling. I thought, oh, hey, bro, how's well, it going? Well, go on. I hear you're uh, you're getting pretty famous now. This third wheel FM, I see it everywhere. I saw it on my feed. I see it on promoted social media. It's looking like it's a it's a good gig for you. Yeah, now. So you're looking to also leech off us like everyone else. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> I love how Hamish becomes this distrusting person because he suddenly found fame. <laughs> what a joker! <laughs> I'll be like, oh mate, how's your tiara? <laughs> yeah, I got a diamonds one. I got diamonds in it now. Oh, Richie, Richie, <laughs> yeah, Richie, yeah. you're turning big, you're turning big. You speaking of diamonds, speaking of diamonds and the good things in life, <laughs> how do you like massages? <laughs> I haven't had one yet. Um, so what, what can I do? What can you do? So essentially, uh, I started a company recently, a little startup called Anpause, and we're trying to we're trying to improve general mental well being in the workplace. So um, I thought that since since the third wheel FM is blowing up, you know, to attract some more high profile customers for you by customers i mean people on your podcast maybe we could provide them some sort of some benefits maybe just to incentivize them to yeah, come so along. if we did that yeah to be honest i'm thinking of like an application form on our website yeah, where it's like apply to be um, apply to win a chance to be a third guest in the third wheel or they can pay <laughs> to be on it you know like <laughs> listen i understand that third wheel is flowing up yeah. yeah but this is when when that person wins that competition and finally gets that chance on the third wheel fm they want to. They want to leave a very satisfied customer, mm. and that's where we would come in. We would help yeah. you with that satisfaction, get you that four point nine out of five on trust. <laughs> They'll be telling everyone that they got this amazing massage before the um the recording, right. and then they were in the most um zenful yeah. place they could have been. Exactly. So, if for your first podcast you had about I don't know, you guys are big now. So let's say one one point five million applications. Maybe with the massage thing getting out, you might get a good like you know three and a half. 
Well, that's mad growth, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Doing, num- doing those numbers. If people think they're reaching my phone number and they're on, they're on crack. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm impressed that you picked up Michael. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> Make a stamp kit for future when, when you do this with Hamish. Yeah. Just be like, do you ask Hamish? Do you, do you want do a leap on the podcast? Because <laughs> I've, I've heard she likes massages. Yeah. Do a leap, and he'll be like, I love it. Say that to Hamish, <laughs> <Yeah>. and then. <laughs> And that she likes massages, <laughs> and that if if we had a massage partnership, yeah, she will come on as a guest a hundred percent. And that that is what would get Hamish. Yeah, yeah. secure the bag, innit? Secure the bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, with how big you guys are gonna get, Dua Lipa is gonna be looking. For yeah, you. she'll be looking for us and and pause. Yeah, massage. She wants a massage before or after. Aaron, if I was, I was gonna I was gonna ask if I was selling to you. What would be one thing that would get you? To be honest, it's not very hard to sell to us at the moment. So, like, if anything, yeah, we'd, we'd probably be like, just when you're on your product line or whatever, just just set us with a third wheel discount or whatever, and we'll probably be all good. Like, and then we'll obviously constantly shout out. Like, it would be probably that simple. But you know, you yeah, might want to yeah, get yeah. to us before we blow up, obviously. So, for everyone who wants to make brand deals, do a leap, but we'll get thirty percent off her neck pillow for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for her one, could you just make sure my face is on it? Not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Every night goes to sleep on <laughs> You probably just need to do be like, oh, Aaron, just do. Can you just do me a favor, please, and just be like, guilt trip me, and I'll probably be like, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, that's why Aaron can't make the business <laughs> transactions because he's too nice. If I ever call Aaron, I'd be like, hey, listen, bro, Hamish around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What are some of like the actual like going into like the health side of things? Yeah. What I guess some of the health benefits of getting a massage? Essentially, I think the main one is circulation. Blood circulation gets uh, gets flowing, which is one of the best, you know, benefits of a massage from a health perspective. But it's also it means that employees don't have to shell out, you know, hundreds and thousands of cash trying to find like a personal trainer or someone to sort the, the, their body out if they've got niggling injuries. Uh, everyone has some story of like a sporting injury that comes and goes and comes. But if you have someone on a week in, week out basis, actually tracking, you know, how, how that injury is doing, then those employees don't have to like, you know, pay cash elsewhere to do it. They, they get provided it in-house. Yeah, just for also reference, I was going to say like, say you go to a physio week in, week out to obviously get like an injury sorted. Like what's the, what's the difference between an osteopath and, or I don't know if I said that right, and a physio. Solid, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Shock. <laughs> <laughs> An osteopath is slightly more trained than a massage therapist. So they actually, they have to do a certain level of biology and like, you know, properly analyze the body and they have to have an understanding as to, you know, what, what all of these injuries would entail. And then also from a massage therapy perspective, how to solve them. And then you might find a lot of osteopaths like specialize in some other stuff like acupuncture or hot stone massages and stuff like that. But, um, Yes, yeah, so I've gone through acu- acupuncture as well until like I guess free up knots and um certain muscles. So like I know that some people probably find it extremely painful because also aqua well acupuncture you require it's needles in it. So I know a lot of people kind of do have that fear of needles. So like yeah, yeah. With acupuncture, though, you need a certain amount of experience to be able to do it properly because yeah. it's so difficult to not clip a nerve, yeah. and the fact that yeah. they can do it so calm. It go, there's a lot of work behind the scenes like they need to understand the whole like meridians of the entire body yeah it depends on which part of the body and it also um depends on the patient pain threshold yeah i would agree so my my physio actually is 
uh, basically when they were doing that to me like because i've had it many many times for um certain knots in my muscles in the upper body yeah they didn't tell me this till after they told me like this on my one of my last sessions last year they were like to me you have a really high pain threshold because i put in like at high pain points i put in more needles than i should have really um, or than m- most people could have ha- handled i'm like sorry what I'm like, what's the normal amount? She's like, Bruh, big well, the thi- <laughs> no, no, it was like, she was impressed. Uh, yeah. You know, she was like, um, for the injuries that I had, she would, a normal, a normal person would, I guess I had like four or five, but I had at 1.9 in my one side of the shoulder. So I don't know, like I could punch, I can see like other people, like I can imagine being super scary as well, because you have to remember the pinch. Then you have to keep it like clean yeah. for like days to come after as well. So you have to keep wiping it down, like maybe every few hours just to ensure it's proper, like clean so like i don't know if most people want to do like acupuncture because there's a lot more semantics it's not just like you just have this needle therapy kind of and then that's it yeah for sure i mean i we're not going to be providing acupuncture or yeah. you know additional stuff we're just plain and simple you know you get in the room and they like any any specific areas of the body that you want massaged to be honest, I think it would be quite good in terms of like, you know how people when they're sitting down usually all day, yeah, they would end up with like repetitive strain injury on like the back, lower back, upper back and yeah. I guess the shoulders. Yeah. So like it could be quite useful in that yeah. sense because that's what I suffer a lot of personally. So Yeah, especially if you're on a computer all day. Yeah. Because mm. although it's easy to say, you know, take a break like every hour, realistically, that's not going to really happen Yeah. because of just, it just work. You kind of get lost, you know. But then there's also business benefits related to it. You know, like employee productivity and then talent acquisition, talent retention. So, yeah, because you can't find that kind of benefit elsewhere unless you're like, well, obviously by that point you'll be gone like global. So they'll be like, why well, can we move to any company that has this? I'll be all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. When the third <laughs> wheel blows up as well. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this a service or even when you were using it at your company? Yeah. Was it a service that was just provided by the company or did you kind of have to pay a bit to use it? Free company provided it. Uh, but basically, we had a sales leader. His name's Jeremy Duggan, one of the best salespeople I've ever met. Um, he literally started our entire region, and he used to get private massages from from Francesca. And he was like, you know, do you want to do this for the company, like as a gig? And uh, he just found the budget for it, got it done pretty quick. So, and we've had it ever since. We've had it for about four years. Now. That's pretty cool. Does she do all the mad shit? Like you know, when you see like in films or something, people standing on their backs. And, like, <laughs> Jumping up and down. Nah, not really, man. Like I think with these uh with the therapists doing fifteen, sixteen massages a day, like it gets tiring. So um Yeah, yeah how long is one like massage? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Twenty okay. Yeah. Well we thought that's the sweet spot. Because people are not really willing to give up half an hour just like that. Like half an hour is like a proper meeting slot. Hmm. Ten minutes just doesn't feel like enough. Uh, I thought 20, 20 minutes was a perfect sweet spot. Yeah, it's not too, it doesn't sound too short and doesn't sound too too long either. So what are kind of the, I know like COVID is kind of scupper things at the moment, but what's kind of, are there plans to like get back into it? For sure, but you know, I won't lie, it did get a bit slow. <laughs> hmm. Just because, yeah. you know, the nature of it, it's like, oh shit, we can't actually go into customers. But yeah, kicking it back up, we're starting this virtual stuff, which is really good fun. And then... God knows when this stuff is going to get sorted out, but when people are going back to the offices, then we'll start to actually speak to customers around the full package. You may not want to like slow down completely because cause currently I've been going to my physio and obviously they've been using PPE and stuff. So yeah, and wiping down all the equipment and so on. So like maybe there's a chance if you're using like if you can actually fund the full PPE type thing. Yeah, per customer, then what you could do is just like start running it like to the places that have to have people in you know office and whatnot. Yeah. You can start running it 
maybe there. I don't know. It's, it may be a push, but like it's something because then you're like to the company. Currently, you don't you don't have to give us the kind of the PPE maybe or something like you self fund it yeah. for the boost that would give you in the future because you're out of your way to get it done. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good shout. Well, when we get our first customer, we'll shout you guys out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Maybe, maybe put on a podcast in the background while I get a massage. Just put on your episode. Music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should I just be narcissistic as fuck and just put mine on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron will basically, you know the, the table that they have to use for the, the physiotherapy and the massage and everything? We'll just buy one that's third wheel branded so that even when they put their face through like the face thing, yeah. you know, on the table, yeah. And there's just a link to the third wheel that <laughs> just right there. The what we'll have just... on the floor where the head is, we'll just have a huge sticker that says the third wheel FM. Follow at Wait, we got some stickers. Yeah, yeah. We'll send you some. <laughs> so it's done. Look at that. We're becoming business partners already. I, I like to call this one Project Dua Lipa. We'll get her one day, though. Oh, yes, yes. Love that's it. Thick, Love thick. it. Oh, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing for that. Yeah. In in something we discussed in our like previous call was like you mentioned spiritual business. Yeah, does that link in with this venture of yours at all? Uh, no, not really at all. So it's not it's not really a business per se, but there's this thing called the other book one. You know how you have like Oshwa Navnad. Yes, I well I would. Yeah, yeah, like no, you might need to uh, explain. <laughs> They're like Indian Indian communities. Which, okay. which tend to go a bit global. So, you know, there are people in like, I don't know, Kenya, America, India, Australia, the UK, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this one's called Dada Bhagwan. Essentially, it's, it's a spiritual science. It's not really a religion. It's not really like yoga. But it's kind of, I would say, spiritual science. So it's, it's just a way, a practical way to live your life with minimal harm to others and just as peaceful as possible. So, yeah, we... uh Essentially, got into it because mom's into it, you know. And uh, <laughs> as a result, we've we've been like doing community service and helping the people in it. And to be fair, the like, the Airbnb I'm in right now, all of the people I'm with are from the other one as well. Does this also relate to the vegan thing? Yeah, I guess I guess they kind of do. So you know, I do have the hope to go vegan one day. I keep saying I do. I'm trying to phase things out one by one. Not working too well, but I've always been an advocate for vegetarianism veganism quite opposed to the meat industry so the the other one foundation does preach you know vegetarianism veganism by sole nature of the fact that it's trying to reduce violence so i guess it kind of links in that way but my ideas on it are completely unrelated to the other one it's more just that i intrinsically believe in the ethics of it well i guess what do you find tough about migrating if you're in the process of trying to turn into a vegetarian slash vegan yeah what are your tougher points on it? Like, what are, what are some of the things that you're struggling to, I guess, switch out? I think it's so easy for me to say that. Oh, I was so easy yeah. to be vegetarian, but I was raised vegetarian, you know, from that in the household, I haven't had meat growing up. One of the most difficult things is making the transition. Like, if you're used to meat and you enjoy meat and you like it, then it's difficult to become a non meat eater. But when you haven't really had it growing up, then you don't really have the temptation. I think that's one, the most difficult thing. To it's just convenient. Like if your family does it, you know, and they're cooking mm-hmm. it day in day out, and um, you know that when you go to Nando's, you like getting a half chicken, for example. Like you know, you, everyone has their own orders. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a convenience thing to stick by it. So you're a vegetarian, but you're finding it difficult to phase into veganism. Yeah, because like from the outside, I this is 
probably a really uneducated view, but I feel like the difference between vegetarian and veganism isn't like massive. Do you know what I mean? So if you ask a vegetarian that, I think 90% yeah. of them would be like, yeah, to be fair, I think we're doing quite well. We're not eating the animals, which is the good part. If you ask a vegan, they'll be like, the milk industry is just as bad, if not worse, than mm. the the meat industry. Because you're still having to graze the cattle. You're still having to treat the cows in a poorly manner. And the injections and stuff that they give cows so that they can actually produce milk, a lot of the times they impregnate them so that when they kill them, they get the veal from it. And then, you know, whilst they're producing the veal, they get the milk from the cow treated horrifically, really, really badly. A lot of vegetarians also sometimes make the argument that organic milk, for example, organic stuff is better than non-organic. Like they don't use the fake injections and all of that, which I... It's not so much different. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I used to believe it as well. But after looking more deeply into it, it's like, hardly any difference like that milk is meant for the carbs and we don't really have a right to it yeah what what stuff are you if you went vegan you'd definitely miss halloumi oh my god halloumi is clear i was gonna say yeah cheese is yeah i can imagine that also because cheese is the worst substitute to find in veganism like yeah we've said uh, i think did dill say that yeah Yeah. Yeah. dill said that and he's not wrong he's not wrong at all because all of the other ones have really nice alternatives. Like, I love coconut milk. I love oat milk. Yeah. Try cashew milk. Cashew I'm a milk. big... Um, I wish I was sponsored by Alpro for this. I'm not. <laughs> soon come, soon come, soon come. Yeah. Cashew milk, I'll try it. But they all have good alternatives. Cheese is so hard to find. Like, yeah. a good vegan cheese. Like, even vegan ice cream you can quite find quite easily now. But, yeah, I, I can imagine that. I don't have much cheese anyways, but I know that if I went vegan, the Panera bot is like... It's a bit tough, you know, to unless they find a vegan paneer, which is just I don't know how they're gonna do that. Yeah. We need someone to start working on this thing ASAP. I I completely agree. (laughs) Wait, let me Google like My staple order. Aaron, I don't know if you ever had vegan cheese, but vegan cheese is just dead fam. Like I think I think I had it in Mildred's when we went. Mildred's is good too. Had it in my burger. Uh, don't don't get Hamish started on Mildred's. Oh shit. (laughs) Kind of Actually, let, let's let's bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> the topic of, of veganism. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe this is somehow spun into this. So it. we we had me, Hamish, Nish, and Yash have have had this thing going on where we'd go. It's a crusade. We'd go to uh, every month. We'd like have a meetup, and more often than not, we'd just go Nando's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Under the assumption that Hamish wanted to go Nando's because he was always, you were always the one that was kind of more pushing for it. Yeah, yeah, I was always like, you know, a comfort pick. I've said this in the past, so it's yeah. like always a co- easy comfort pick. It's a place that I'm comfortable at. Um, it's a, we're all enjoying the atmosphere there. We, yeah, nothing, yeah. we can't go wrong at Nando's London Bridge, you know? Like, Nando's Clink Street is the one. <laughs> and if we had to alternate, we can just go to the GBK area. But, you know, Nando's is like, you, can't, you also have options, but... I can tell you thought about this so much. Ever since I... I retracted this quote since I said Nando's um, just has average food, yeah? For the worth or whatever. Wait, let's, let's, let's give it a bit of context so like me hamish and nish were on a call another time like pretty recently business and we were we were talking about i don't know what we were talking about something and then hamish just comes out saying that nando he thinks nando's food is average and me and nish are there just like in shock because we just thought we just thought hamish loved it like got a boner over nando's you know what i mean like (laughs) because if you told me like give me five words i associate with hamish nando's might be one of them well, this was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, would, it would be high up there, you know. Do a uh, leave uh, Nando's. 
<laughs> yeah, cats, dogs, captor. Um, <laughs> so then, okay, so then this was revealed that he thinks it's average, which he's since, as he said, like retracted. So then we decided now to just go to a different place every time we meet up. And the first one we went to post lockdown on the eat out to help out kind of thing yeah. was Mildred's. And this also coincided with Hamish setting up some like review system for us where we'd review the places <laughs> we've been to. Oh shit, let's put out the spreadsheet. And this oh guy, God, yeah. got Mildred's is a nice place, isn't it? Inside, Mildred's it's like nice. Great, Which one did you go to? Uh, Soho. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. Soho is a good one. I like the Soho one. There's one in Camden Town, and there's one in on Pentonville Road, just south from King's Cross. But yeah, yeah. But you, you'd say the main point here. You, the, you'd say it has nice. It looks nice inside. Yeah. Yeah, and the menu's solid. Okay, this guy. Yeah, Hamish said Chicken <laughs> Cottage looks better inside. <laughs> Then Mildred. Oh my god! Outrageous! <laughs> Outrageous! I'd say he he got stiffed on the food a bit. I don't think he chose the best. Uh, what did you get? Dish dish he could have had. Um, I got like the the vegan chicken skewers because everything there is vegan. Just so you um, know on the on the menu. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the chicken skewers, but it was basically two skewers, and there was more pepper on it than there was like you know the tofu or whatever it was. Yeah, which is obviously a bit annoying because I was super hungry and I, I have a small appetite. So if it doesn't satisfy my appetite, yeah. then you know there's something wrong there. And then I think I just kind of chose a dead dessert as well. The brownie part was good, but the rouse. Basically, if you want a full review, go to my TripAdvisor. Um, I can't. <laughs> um, it's all there. Gonna shout out. Yeah, I've been having to make it more banterous. Um, you know, as I go along because I know that Anish is an avid follower of it, and everyone loves to hear my reviews on it. So now. My trip advisor has to be there. I've put like three new reviews over the past week, so everyone go ahead and enjoy yourselves. But anyone who's like listening and reading to that trip advisor, don't not go to a place because of <laughs> wow. Hamish's review on it. <laughs> Still give it a chance. I would, <laughs> and then see whether or not he's uh, he's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're they're wild. I'll tell you that they're wild. <laughs> Some of his comments. But yeah, I, I thought Mildred was great. I thought the food was good. It looked looked nice inside. Yeah, but good Hamish place. Just I also just like what they're doing. You know, they're, they're promoting vegan food, and that's always a good thing. In Do you my think head. vegan veganism has become a bit like hipster? I think it has. Yeah, which I am so happy about. It is a bit of a trend, but in the same mm. way, like Peloton is a trend. Great for your health. You can do it in your house. Veganism as well. It's great for your health. Great for the environment. So it's like a new trendy thing to do. It's like in LA. Do you know? Do you remember when everyone in LA just had a Toyota Prius? Or a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a shift because it's the cool thing to do. Becoming environmentally friendly in LA that, at that point was the cool thing to do. And now veganism is kind of getting that echo. Any plans from you, Hamish, to go vegan? If I was to move out, it would be, it would be pretty easy for me to go vegan, I'd say. Because I probably, I, as I said, I don't like cook meat or anything. And the only time I actually have chicken is when I go Nando's or like a place out to eat on certain days. But chicken cottage. I actually haven't been in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I, the chicken cottage comment was more about the ambience and oh, the interior design. Okay, <laughs> I have a question, though. What was it in your mind or taste that shifted your review of Nando's from being average to actually good food? So basically, I take in multiple factors. So like the food, yeah, like for the price you pay, it's better than a lot of places, yeah. So like Mildred's, yeah. The only reason it was somewhat decent, yeah, was because we paid the eat out, you know, the minus ten pound. But like. Realistically, if I'm paying that much for a Mildred's meal, yeah, I'm expecting a madness, yeah. yeah. But maybe that's just me in it because I'm, I'm, I'm put it like this: growing up, I'm used to chicken cottage prices. If I'm paying like five times that, I'm expecting like five times the madness, you know. But sadly, that doesn't work out like that in this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mildred's is great, by the way. Anyone listening, I think it's a great yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. I wish it reviewed. No, I liked it as well. Always against the herd, you know? Don't mind me. Yeah. No, and I, I'm like a meat that. eater, so going to a vegan... I've, I've tried vegan stuff now and then, but, like, to be honest, I, I thought it was really great as well. I'm surprised, like, Aaron really didn't throw across because, because obviously, like, I didn't think he'd be... Because he's, he's, like, I think he's, like, someone who probably eats meat day in, day out. Yeah. So like when he, we had to take it to a vegan place just because, you know, we had to satisfy obviously like all the different requirements. So Yasha is vegan. So we have to yeah. make sure there's at least one vegan option. Yeah. I make sure of that before we go. And then I make sure that there's at least I want to go there and try it. Yeah. yeah. Or at least no one else has been there in the group Fine. for the most part. So that's yeah. kind of the basis we're trying on. If anyone ever wants to join in, just holler at us. I like you know, this idea. Just helping around restaurants and uh, reviewing them. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, if it tastes good, it tastes good. I don't think it matters too much if it's like meat or not. Like, as long as I like it, that's the only thing that really matters, to be honest. Big thing I've heard is it's very difficult to mimic the texture. Do you kind of feel that as well? What do you mean? Like, the chicken texture, for example? Yeah, for example, yeah. I think it's okay for the most part. It depends kind of where you go. What was that place that Tam got? It was Temple of Satan, I think. When she brought us that takeaway, that vegan takeaway box, I, I genuinely was like, raw, that, that's as close to texture as I've seen, where I've, like, tasted. So, yeah, I, I give that credit. Taste-wise, it's pretty easy to mimic, I think. Or even better. Yeah. That's where I'd say I, I'm not like the food connoisseur. Like, I'm, when I eat something, a man, man's not measuring texture, you know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not seeing if this texture like is up to scratch away. I'm just tasting it and I'm just, I'm just seeing if it's good or not. Like, yeah, I feel what you're saying. When we went banana tree recently, you know when I had that dessert, the, the banana frottita rolls or whatever it was? I don't know how you say it, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It was spelled F-O, I mean, F-R-O-T-I-T-E-R-O-L-E-S. It was a bit different to your rolls. Yeah, so basically, it was like basically a few like small pieces of fried banana and then a bit of ice cream. So whilst I was hungry, I couldn't figure out what was going on in my mouth when I was ha- like eating through this um, thing. So I didn't think I was going to finish this dessert, yeah. yeah. But then I, I somehow ended up finishing it because I was just like curious as to what the fuck is going on because this is like nice. It's like curiously nice. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I kept doing it and then by the end of it, I was full already yeah. and I managed to finish dessert and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I've done this. But yeah, so like wherever that was, that, that was decent. It's definitely worth a try. Yeah, it's good. Banana tree's nice. Yeah, see, look, there you go, Aaron. Fuck you. Well, I'm not okay. saying it's not nice. I said it was nice. I'm just right, saying You know what? Not... Everyone was beefing me. Every time I say a place is good, they're... Hey, Mish, you rated it but... like a 9.75 out of 10. It's not a 9.75 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> it is a 9.75 out of 10. Have you tasted some of the stuff? <laughs> oh, that's jokes. I'm not a banana tree. I pretty much... I've, I don't think I've ever got anything apart from the veg last ve- vegan options. <laughs> also, if you're, if you're going 9.75, <laughs> if you're going to two decimal places, you might as well do a percentage. <laughs> no, basically, it's average, isn't it? It's average um, across a few things. So oh, spread- I see. Hamish has got his formulas and everything. You take like a <laughs> 10 pronged approach. Uh, have you got so your sheet spreadsheet- up, Hamish? Yeah, yeah, I've got the sheet up. Give the us first, a rundown first- of like your ratings for places, I guess. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to say the columns are there's food quality, there's price slash worth, interior design and ambience, <laughs> service, and then cleanliness and hygiene. And then there's an average of that. So right. the places that we have on this right now, um, that we've been to as a group or something, what we've all been to is Nando's Clink Street. Overall nine from me, because I'm not going to break everything down. It's going to take too long. Yeah, yeah. If I start breaking everything down, uh, Mildred's from me is a five point one. Oh, see, he gave Nando's a nine, what? and he gave Mildred's a five point one. Kidding me? <laughs> I could have just been, you know, my experience, but you know, like I'm going to just give it to what I think it was worth. Millennium Barty's there on eight point nine five. Okay. Currently, it may, it may need to drop down a bit. I won't lie. Wait, no. GBK, no. boss man, if you're listening, don't, don't <laughs> cover your listen. cover your ears. 
GBK Clink Street, so the one at London Bridge, um, is eight point two right now. I put dirty, I put some Warwick stuff on here just so for dirty people. Duck. Yeah, Dirty Duck is seven, average. Warwick Lib Cafe is seven point nine five. WMG. Wait, 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 hold up, Lib Cafe is higher than. Dirty duck. Yeah, yeah, but it depends on what. Live cafes hide the Mildred. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> live. I, I said in previous episode, Live Cafe had some banging, like you know, food options occasionally, like the falafel burger, the falafel. Yeah, burger, yeah, you're burger. right. They had some banging stuff occasionally. Not everything, but every now and, and then. based on those meals, yeah, because th- those are some things that had WMG pit stop. So the hidden, you know, pit yeah, stop I've cafe. It, yeah, 8.5. I remember the price. You know price, what? I back that. Student. I back that. <laughs> What a place. That's like gourmet yeah. food as well. Yeah, so like they just made this amazing age food. It was a bit spicy for me, I won't lie, because I'd lost my spice tolerance and everything. But yeah. basically, if you wanted food that tastes good and everything... Does it look good? Yeah. Look good, tastes better. <laughs> 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 Sam, Sammy may not understand that reference right now. You may have to explain no. that. No, let's not explain that. Um, <laughs> listen, listen to the episode with Rio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it'll make sense. Where are we at now? We're at Varsity. I put it at 5.3. I may need to lower on that, to be honest. Subway three. Cannon Park. Because everyone's been Subway Cannon Park. That's yeah. listening to the Sunday's from Warwick. 5.6. It's higher than Varsity. Jin's Cafe <laughs> at Cannon Park is 4.4. Now, the OG Chicken Cottage, by this I mean the one next to Alpine Station, Wembley, yeah. is 7.8. But remember, the service is actually piss poor. I put like, I've been, oh. I've been honest about it. Like, because this is just an average, remember this. On Banana Tree, since we went to recently, 9.55. It should be probably a bit higher. But... Is that the highest one? Yeah. Banana tree is currently my the best food place I've been to. Quick question for banana tree. In the split of all of the different sections, which one lets it down? I think the lowest bit is like just the cleanliness hygiene, which is at nine. Wow. Nine is still, <laughs> still a nine, but... to be fair. With <laughs> <laughs> dirty duck. It's dirty in the name, so I'm gonna give it a two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just I was just like remembering my experiences there and so on, you know, and I put it up based on that. Because I did go back to Dirty Duck to get takeaway lunches and whatnot yeah. often, you know. So I based it off that as well. But yeah, those are the ones that are on the sheet that we've all I guess kind of shared, tried. I so I said I'm I'm a meat eater. I've like thought about maybe doing a bit of veg stuff, but I think it's as you said, it's for me it's just convenience more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. family Be- eat meats. Yeah, big thing yeah, for me easy. is when I'm, I get quite passionate about these conversations, you know, yeah. and whenever I'm speaking to someone, I genuinely don't judge anyone for eating me. I wouldn't think any less of them because they do or anything like that. Like, absolutely not. Like, judging them is the last thing on my plate. But when someone has an unwillingness to learn as to where exactly their produce comes from, that's when I start yeah. to have an issue. It's like you're choosing to be ignorant. So as long as people are willing to you know, hear me out or, you know, actually learn how their meat is produced and then make an educated decision based on that, then if you still choose to eat meat, absolutely fine, completely fine. Because, you know, you've actually taken the time to, to think about where your meat is coming from, what are the ethics behind it, and then made the determination that you still want it. I'm talking more, I'm not talking about like specific places and how they produce their meat. I'm talking in general okay. about like how these animals are killed, how they're treated right, on the factory right. farms what these people do in slaughterhouses, that kind of stuff. Because there's a famous quote from this guy called Philip Wallen. I don't, he's, a, he's not a very famous guy, but he used to, he's the ex-CEO of Citibank, and now he's an animal activist. But Philip Wallen, very famous saying, he always said, if slaughterhouses had glass walls, I promise you, not a single one of you would be eating meat today. Because everyone would like see... Yeah, yeah, they'd see what's going on. Have you ever seen like on like you know on the like first five channels? They usually have documentaries on all sort of things, like how tea is made, how all of this stuff is made. Like 
this randomly like on the like if you're in like late evening as well so obviously when i guess the majority of audience i know i think if a lot of people did kind of start watching these it's kind of like a rip like it's also a reason why i could never go mcdonald's like properly even though i didn't yeah. buy the stuff that was worse than the other stuff in there but yeah i just can't stand it like the smell of it or anything i may have also had too much by that point <laughs> but yeah like i can't stand the smell of practically like kfc and mcdonald's but, especially after knowing yeah like yeah. more in depth i already knew a bit by the when i was at uni but but my logic was yeah, it's cheap and convenient right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. And then like at the, as soon as uni ended, it was basically like, Yeah, I don't even like the smell of this one. I can't. And then I obviously saw more. And then I was like, nah, there's just no way I'm going to there. Is it possible yeah. to eat meat without there being any sort of moral kind of depends issue? really, isn't it? Um, well, it depends where your morality is at, right? So if you say for example, if you believe that uh, an animal that has died due to natural causes at that point yeah, yeah. You, you're not creating the demand to kill that animal if you see what yeah. i mean um and then if your ethics think, say that that's completely fine then that's fine but it, everyone has their own spectrum some people also believe that we are at the top of the food chain because we have the most developed brains and hence we have the right to choose what we do with the the animals that are not you know, you know, the argument is that it goes on as normal in in the wildlife. You know, there's there's food chains as normal. This is just this is just part of life. At which point, I would start to say that they don't really have a choice. You're making the choice. But I completely understand the whole wanting to turn a blind eye to it because yeah, it tastes good. Because like, I'll be honest here. Like, I can't stand as like sight of like you know like raw fish, raw meat, or raw smell any of, any of that. So if I if I smelt it or something like that means or seen it. I probably can't eat it for like a week or maybe a more because that's just Damn. like me as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's why, yeah, I, I just try to avoid. That's why I said I'll never cook it. Like I could never, yeah, deal with that stuff. So I'm just like I'm you, not gonna do you've it. You kind of been exposed to what it's like, you know, what how it's created. Yeah, but that was even before that. Like even before that, I was just that type of person. So like, if they're cutting chicken in the kitchen, the kitchen is basically closed off. Like it, it basically has like do not enter because I will not eat that 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 night or something because of it. So how much of all of it is religious for me or for him? For both of you. So for me personally, or it started off religious and then correct. as you learn more and more, it's exactly. just your own kind of. So I've kind of had religion imposed on me from a young age. I that sounds horrible, but basically my parents are really religious and they wanted me to be religious too. At which point I started questioning everything because I was like, I haven't really chosen to believe in this stuff. Why am I believing in it? So I don't actually believe in the soul. I don't believe in God. I personally just think they're slightly too far-fetched ideas for me. But meat is one thing that I believe through and through from the beginning. I was like, you know, the, the, the way that these animals are treated, for me anyway, just doesn't sit right. For example, a pig, the way a pig is killed normally is that they slit the aorta, which is the largest artery in the body, and they slit it and then they hang the pig upside down from one of its legs for about 90 to 120 seconds until it bleeds out because the pig bleeding out makes the meat more tender. And that's why those like I nine... They're going to eat pig from today. Right, <laughs> yeah, like... Fantastic. I'm, I'm not eating bacon again. <laughs> 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 no, but that's just an example. Do you see what I mean? Once you're yeah. exposed to how it's made and then imagine watching that. And then thinking the pleasure that I'm gaining from, you know, just cooking a bit of bacon or pork is as a result of the suffering that this pig has just gone through. Yeah. yeah so for me, I think it's like a mix. 
So like I had religion imposed on me from early as well. But then I obviously stopped believing at a point and then I started like heavily believing again. But I made certain like deals, I guess, with God, as you could say, or whatever. Yeah. But obviously that's to each their own. I'm not going to try to convince anyone of anything. <laughs> so I, I would have like veg days, certain veg days, yeah. you know, dedicated for as part of my trade-off. But then like when I was younger, like I would say like, apart from the special, you know, super, super special days like, you know, Diwali and so on, like yeah. apart from then, like otherwise, like I wouldn't mind having a chain cottage, you know, because it was really nice to have. Yeah. It was like good, you know, it was like good, goody from outside. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just have nice food. But then, like, as I grew up, I'm like, I also obviously had other like health issues, like, and so on. Yeah. But I was just like, you know what? Yeah. Bit, literally not eating chicken is not that deep. Like, you, the corn stuff is not, you can kind of get like the taste and everything out of the corn stuff and whatnot. Obviously, some people may not agree, but it depends what you're looking for in it. Like, if you're looking for the texture, I guess you're not going to really get that. But if you want the taste and that's all you care about, and enough for the nutrients. You can go to like move to corn and everything, obviously, but that's a bit processed as well. So you may want to, you know, do use something like tofu and so on. But yeah, for me, like I don't, as I said, I, I'm only when I eat out, if I'm not on a veg day, for example, even if I have the option to eat chicken, I, I would sometimes just pick like the veg or vegan option because I may be like curious or like enjoy it more. It's, it's a conscious decision as well. Like you've actually made the decision to implement certain initiatives in your own life, like a veg day. But naturally, if you one day of the week, if you're not eating meat, then that means th- over your Just entire life. Just to I would say like 75% of my week, I don't eat chicken. Like, yeah, yeah, solid. So that's all that much less that you're demanding mm-hmm. as a consumer yeah. and hence less uh, supplies yeah, also, required. As I said, that when you switch to alternate milk, I think like that's a big thing as well. Because like, as you said, the, you know, I've researched into the milk industry and yeah. even when I was obviously going through the, my other health issues at the time, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't need to switch back to normal milk, even though I'm not lactose intolerant. Like, I'd rather just, I'm fine. Like, vegan ice cream, like, some of them, they're getting better. Like, honestly, like, I wouldn't say Heigen dyes magnum level, but they're, they're getting there, you know? But, like, not, not Heigen dyes is eating veg, for those of you who don't know. I actually had a question for you after Sammy as well. But, yeah, so, like, the vegan alternatives, like, aren't that bad. I know everyone's like, oh, the vegans keep pushing this and yeah. that. But generally, like, if you have alternate milk, if you, there's there's something for everyone. Believe me, like, I don't like the old stuff. The stuff that I've tried. Yeah. Unsweetened soy is good with protein shake, for example, yeah. which is a weird combo. I don't understand why it works and not the sweetened yeah. version. Um, the soy milk itself has so much protein as well. Yeah. People who like almond milk. I think almond milk in the US, honestly, is better than the one in the UK, depending on the brand. You really should be sponsored by Alpro. <laughs> yeah, Alpro cashew milk though, like that's also has like the thickness and the creaminess of actual milk. Yeah, or like ni- you like it creamy and thick. I don't know. I don't like it to be like you know. So I don't like to be soy level thin. My teeth. Yeah, I get. You. I like for it. There's a yeah. there's an oatly milk. So the company. I haven't had that one yet. Get the barista edition. So it's the grey one, not the blue one. Get the barista edition. The, I honestly, I, you won't look back. If you like it thick, yeah. So creamy. The thing is, I also think about cost because it does cost more to go to this kind of diet. Yeah, you're that's right, you're that's right. what I was gonna say. It's not they isn't exactly accessible for like everyone, is it? For example, the milk here, like I think the three was it was it like two liters of milk here costs like the same as like one or like costs less than one liter of you know um alternative milk. Like these wow. are like big differences. Are you sure? Because say a can of milk, yeah, the the two point two liter one, so the four point one, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That one, you know, on average, correct me if I'm wrong again, probably about a pound fifty will cost you roughly for about two yeah, liters. Yeah, and alternate milk is usually on not on sale. I'm saying not on sale prices. Right? Yeah, not on sale. So 
But even yeah, the 170 minimum for alternate for one liter. If you go to if you go to supermarkets, they're going to be a little mm-hmm. bit higher. By supermarkets, I mean like Tesco, Sainsbury's, as they're there. Yeah, they are a little bit higher, but you can still find ones that are like 90p a pound. But if you go to Audi and Lidl, mate, they are <laughs> cheap, out, yeah. proper. Like they, you, you can you can get really good ones. So we had an oat milk unsweetened from Audi, for example. And now that's 65p. Oh, that's smart. interesting. Yeah, I don't personally think, I think I'm happy to stick with, for now, at least our pro cashew milk till I get fully tired of it. Um, but I will, as I said, I know Oatly, I've been told to try Oatly at some point as well. And I think there's another one, something with hazelnut and something. Um, I don't know what it was to try, but I'll get around to it eventually. But it's just like, right now, I'm sticking with what works for the time being yeah. until I need to, be, until I get bored. Do you know if the price is higher for this stuff? Because it's, it's like generally like, more expensive to produce because they're not using these non like vegan stuff or is it more like because it's quite a trend now they're bumping up the prices because they know people are gonna you have to also remember that the milk that the cartons they come in on in plastic as well so they're actually using recycled and everything so there's probably like more additional costs whereas the plastic is still probably cheaper in some sense for them yeah despite the carbon footprint and everything having said that you have to take care of like cows and everything otherwise which in itself does pose quite a large cost but it's just been done on such a mass scale that, you know, it, economies of scale. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So my question actually, I was thinking of earlier, like, because this is like, so I know some people have different opinions on this. Or do you think eggs are, eggs are veg? Sorry. By eggs, I mean chicken eggs just for anyone listening. So I personally, I personally think it's ethically illogical to drink milk, but not eat egg. I kind of see milk and eggs on the same level because you know, 99% of the time, it's an unfertilized egg. So it's not really going to turn into a chick anyway. The, the, the reason I draw the comparison is because in order to get a, a cow to produce more milk, you have to inject it and blah, blah, blah. Like you have to modify their biology in some way so that they produce the milk. In the same way with an egg, in order, sorry, yeah, with a chicken to produce more eggs, they have to genetically modify them slightly, not genetically, but biologically. So I think they're relatively similar. Yeah, because I remember having this, so I was speaking to a few different groups of people about this. Luckily, some did were already on the agreement with me that it's not veg yeah, because yeah, that uh, this is about to be grim. So if you want, you could skip five seconds ahead if you're not ready for. No, no, I don't I said, eat it anyway, so I don't. Yeah. Mind. So yeah, if if you're if you find stuff like this grim, skip ten seconds ahead right now. I'll <laughs> give you a quick second. All right, I basically said it's basically chicken period. Like you're basically yeah. chicken period. So how how is that veg? Like where where is the logic for me here? Um, yeah. that this is veg. So no, you're right. But then everyone gets disgusted with that reasoning, and I'm just like, look, yeah, you can't be disgusted with it, but calling that veg because that's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, but then you could go into the whole like, is is a is a woman having a period unethical? Like, do you know what I mean? That's still no, no, an like, egg. That's we're talking about consuming it as a veg, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't call it veg. I don't think you could. I mean, people may still call it veg, but I'm like, no, nah, it can't be veg. I think the fact that most of the time it's unfertilized is a big one for me um it hasn't actually been fertilized so it's not it's not multiplying into uh a chick interesting interesting that's just my take on it but i'll be honest i avoid egg anyway because i think it's a bit of a gray area and i haven't completely made my mind up about it yet i was going to say as well like you this is probably like a whole different debate but you you eat chicken hamish yeah and that like the beef stuff that's a religious thing not eating beef yeah that that's something i never really understood yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. So basically, 
There is also something about... So my parents, where they grew up on the little island in India, basically their main source of food was fish because obviously, you know, like depending on the season, they couldn't actually obtain, like sometimes like the harvest may get ruined or something. So their main source of food was fish. So like they obviously had chicken as well. So that for them, I guess in like however many years and generations, fish and chicken was part of it. Whereas for me, I mean, I think, yeah, growing up here, you're kind of privileged in the choice that you get to make. You know, you cannot make these kind of dietary choices as well. But them lot, so they would eat it nearly every day. So like, just to clarify, religious wise, these religious deals I have basically mean I'm veg more days of the week than the family. Right. So even though my mom, you could say, knows more about the religion and everything, I would stay veg more days of the week than she would. But that's because she would consume fish on a lot more days. She wouldn't consume like chicken as much or anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. So like for them, like it's obviously, once again, you said a convenience thing, like growing up. But then once you grow up and at least can think for yourself a bit more, you kind of have the choices and you know you obviously have things you like and dislike. Yeah. So for me, it was just like, I don't know, like, yeah, basically, as long as I don't do it on the current days that I have the deals with God or whatever, I'm mostly fine with it. But as I said, like, I don't have an issue with really t- turning into a veg or like dropping chicken, if that yeah. makes sense. Because there were, like just recently, there was a month that passed that usually you don't eat like any meat or anything. So yeah. for example, then, Usually I extend it usually because I don't find it after you get past four weeks, it's not too hard to stay veg for longer. Yeah. But, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like I said though, I think it's a good initiative regardless. Like even if you take out the morality from it, um, it's good for the environment. Mm. Good for your overall health as well. So obviously I understand obviously people if it's cheaper to obviously have maintaining that diet in your household and everything because of convenience and all that, that's fair enough. But obviously when you can make the choice, like in my yeah. case, I'm just like why wouldn't I make that choice? Because I also don't like, as I said, I think I've read and, re- and seen too much of this documentaries and stuff around it. I'm like, I yeah. can't, I can't participate in this. Yeah. Just because I don't actually think it's more expensive. Like meat is expensive. Yeah. But it depends how, the, how like they get it. Right. It depends. Like if you're going to like a butcher's or like, or whatever as well. So for example, like if you buy the stuff in the Tesco packaging, like that's obviously going to be super cheap. Yeah. And it's going to be like probably even worsely treated most likely than the ones in more expensive places. So like, I don't know. I just personally just couldn't. I was just going to say, in a restaurant, the the, the the vegetarian options tend to be the cheapest one. Yeah, yeah that is yeah, true. But yeah. Just, yeah, just slightly, to be honest. And that's actually quite nice, to be honest. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, same. <laughs> I was going to say, a while back, there was a whole like Tesco and horse meat scandal, wasn't there? Do you remember that meme regarding it, where people say, where do you draw the line on that board of animals? And someone put it like just before horse and off after chicken. Yeah, what, what was that. all that about? And it, it was basically a scandal where pest, uh, McDonald's were putting, you know, horse meat in their beef burgers instead of cow meat. Yeah, I, I don't really get when they when they start like making a difference in like cows and chickens and horses. I, and... I personally think they're the same. Like. Animal yeah, yeah. Animal. If it's bad, if it's bad, if you think it's bad to kill one animal, it's bad to kill all of them. Surely. Yeah, Fish which is well. why. Again, this is me being cynical and not religious and all that, but I've never understood that. Oh, I don't eat beef because, you know, cows are sacred. I'm like, well, I think all of the animals are, to be fair. So, yeah. what are you doing? Like, it's like having a caste system. Okay, yeah. Kind of like it's ranking certain individuals in society higher than others. Yeah, I, I don't really get it. But yeah, me neither. I'm sure it is just religious reasons, isn't it? It's the cow. Yeah, the sacred, it's a sacred entity. Where does that come from? Or why? Do you know? I don't really know. 
Uh, it's kind of lo- I don't think how you can articulate it correctly yeah, yeah and I don't want to waste time on it right now so just, just, I'll just recommend go reading up on it because I'll keep like you know going on forever if I have to start so yeah, yeah let's come any other any other final thoughts on the the food stuff with the food stuff I again don't judge anyone for doing it I just one thing I always tell people is you know take an interest in learning where the produce comes from that's it hmm. that's all I care about. I try not to be ignorant about it. And then if you still choose to eat meat, that is completely fine. Yeah. We were talking about if, if we were talking about parents' divorce, how we'd uh, transition yeah. onto that. Speaking of divorcing from animals. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we don't have to talk in, in too much depth about it. But one thing I would say, if anyone's parents are getting divorced or, you know, close family members are getting divorced, then talk. Talk a lot. You know, speak about it. It doesn't need to be a taboo topic. Speak to your friends, speak to your family about it. Like, don't close yourself off from the world because it's just going to get worse and worse. Second thing, the hardest thing for me by far was starting to view my parents as human beings that can make mistakes as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, their idols. They do everything perfectly. Start viewing them as human beings and then you'll start to evaluate the things that you're learning from them. You'll start to evaluate, you know, the decisions that they make in life as well. But yeah, that was a... Uh, tough one to, to, to swallow yeah i must say though you you seem to be very mature about it and very uh like even that you're willing to talk about it on here yeah quite, uh, this is kind of my philosophy about it like don't not talk about it because there's no point there are so many people that are going through some stuff and whether it doesn't specifically have to be a divorce but you know mm. everyone has tough tough stuff in their own life talk about it yeah share and uh, you'll feel like there are other people in your journey with you as opposed to you, yeah. you being by yourself. Can I ask, are your parents like in the process of going through the divorce or yeah. are they divorced now? Still in the process. So we're, we're nearing towards the end, but it's been going on for like a good year and a half already. Okay, it's quite a while. Yeah, divorces are long. <laughs> yeah, I think, so my, my parents also divorced. Okay. Sorry, but I think yeah, I was at, I was in that age, how old was I? I was in year seven. Okay, so eleven when it happened. Yeah. So I think it was still like maybe it did go on for quite a while, and I just didn't really like know about like the start and end date. Yeah. But it's weird. It's it's like it's such a cliche where it's like time heals, but it's I think it's like really true in like all yeah like pretty much all aspects. Like if I think about it now, I can't even imagine my parents being together. Yeah. Like it I seems do. weird <laughs> to think my parents are together. It's an odd concept. Or were ever together. Yeah. Which is weird. Is that because you feel like you've spent more of your life now seeing them apart as opposed to with each other? Yeah, yeah. And or really it's kind of almost it's almost half half now. But I guess when you're a baby you don't really know. Can't remember that stuff. Yeah. I, I always used to think though when it happened, like I think it, I was I was very grateful that it was kind of I spent my childhood where they were together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I had lots of friends whose like parents divorced when they were like really small kids, yeah, and like tough. yeah. Whereas I'm always I was like glad I had like primary school and like growing up mostly with my parents together, which is nice. Like that going to family nice holidays sure. and that stuff. Fond memories of family. Yeah, I don't know. I always I took it pretty bad at the beginning, but like when it first happened. But I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's, 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 it's weird to think about now. I, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but you don't realize how emotional it will be until it happens. Yeah, yeah. And then... Well, you don't, you don't really think it's going to happen. Well, I never yeah. did anyway. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, divorce is such a high 
percentage like thing in yeah. cross relationships. I don't know the exact like figures. Which is why it shouldn't be a taboo topic. Nah. I saw this thing as well, where it was, uh, if your parents get divorced, it affects your future relationships as well. Yeah. So funny enough, I was actually, so I went out to Dallas about nine months ago for some work training. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> this fucking joke is, um, <laughs> I went out to Dallas for some work training and I managed to get a dinner with one of the directors. So we went out for dinner and he, he took us out to this barbecue place. Actually, the funny story about the barbecue place relates to the meat stuff, but I'll get, get onto it. He's probably about in his forties, mid forties. He's got four kids and, you know, it came up that, you know, my parents are getting divorced. And the first thing he said was, that's going to mess you up in ways that you don't even know yet. Oh, I was like, chills. <laughs> <laughs> Too, I, I don't know about I don't know about all of that to be honest. Yeah. If anything, I'm I'm kind of like, you know what my my parents divorced. I'm going to learn from those mistakes and like not make the same mistakes they like might have done. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I just remember my vision of like someone who went through a child who went through a divorce was like then a hell of a shit mind because I, I I had known people who had been through like that and then, then they had to either stay at like the alternately between the moms the dads and because they went to school near us that means they had to stay at the grandmas and so on like and it, it basically I know it messed with their head heavily like yeah, and, yeah, you know yeah. so they used to try to do obviously they tried to they act out a bit you know like what like what can you do like especially in our kind of environment I think it's all about your uh, it's all about your mentality on it as well like how it affects you is based on how you receive it and I think initially, at least, I had a lot of negative emotions related to it. I was like, oh, I hate this person doing this. I hate this person. Which is where one thing, forgiveness, comes into a huge part. Not even for the other person, but for yourself. It's just relieving. It feels like a burden is lifted. And second thing is, fuck, I forgot the second thing. What was I even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the divorce and when you forgiving them. Yeah oh mentality yeah if you if you see it as something that's going to help you like get just life experience like just learn stuff and and, yeah. and become more emotionally intelligent take it with that positive mindset then it'll affect you in a positive way yeah just yeah. shout out to future wifey out there yeah, <laughs> you know, like, um, we're, we're gonna be fine yeah i've learned from those no prenup yeah. yeah do you know if your parents got a prenup oh. <laughs> do i know yeah, yeah. yeah that's a debate we've had that's a debate we've had a, okay. on it's ongoing ongoing feud between our squad <laughs> on the podcast. I I'm down for that debate. Would you would you would you ask your wife for a prenup or your future wife to be a prenup? If she asked you for it, would you would you sign it or would you have an issue? Because it's Roswell if she asked for it, I would question whether or not they're the right person for me. That is because right. of my mentality yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. It means that our mentality doesn't sit together on that. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but if someone else thinks in that way and I'm against it, then, you know, would I be okay with it? Would you not have a discussion on anything? No, I would. I would definitely have a discussion about it. I tried to see the viewpoint where they're coming from before I make a decision about it. But the reason I'm personally against a prenup is because I think it goes against the sanctity of relationship. Like the whole point is that it's supposed to be built on trust and loyalty and that foundation. And this whole prenup thing, I think is just a commercial add-on like a bit of a gimmick. It's like, you know, I love you, but only to a certain extent. Like if it gets to a stage where you might have a say in my properties and estate, 
I want you to have none of it. Interesting. Yeah, in the previous episodes of the one year special, we discussed um like so my viewpoint on it was that it shouldn't mean anything. Like so if you sign it, yeah, like you should be able to sign it because you know you're not gonna break up anyway. It's just like a thing that's saying that it this is if you have a if you don't have a prenup, it's more likely that you you'll be probably thinking in the back of your head. At least for me, I was like, it's more of a positive thing, right? Like, you know, you're not going to break up then. There's no like this negative stigma around yeah. all this because you know, they're not going to try to take you for half your money and all of that stuff, you know, all yeah. of that half your assets. So like, if you get the prenup, it's just basically, it shouldn't even like hurt the relationship in my opinion, as I was explaining. It's, it's more detailed explanation in the last episode. So go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like it should be like, it doesn't even mean that you don't like trust them any less or anything. It just means that if you sign this, like, it's just like a small document that it's a, literally you're signing a marriage document to be married to the person. Signing that other document kind of yeah. almost has no yeah. implications in my eyes because then you're like, yeah, like we know we're not going to break up, so we're not going to trigger this prenup. But then it begs the question: Why does it exist? You know, but I know it does that counter argument there, but it's just like you see it a lot these days, like you know, p- people like tricking it, uh, tricking each other into whatever, and then taking like half the money, and like love is blinding, so you can't always see like the intentions of someone. Whereas the prenup is like, if you're both calm with it, then like, yeah, simple, like, because like, if you, if you like, I think I'd only have like one partner, that's it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. since I don't plan to break up anyways, the prenup won't ever get triggered. It's just that, you know, just like we're married and yeah, we just know that that prenup's there. Just, it doesn't mean anything because we're not going to break up. The prenup will only be triggered if you break up. Then wouldn't you question well, what, what, what's the, what's the need in it in the first place? The default's not to have a prenup. You have to like, yeah, yeah, go out make your a way decision to, get to do it. Yes, correct. I'm like, I, I was explaining how the prenup is seen with a negative connotation a lot. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't think it's as negative as. Maybe yeah, I, I don't like, think it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it should be. If both parties agree, there's no problem with it whatsoever. But for example, I used to get asked about, uh, yeah, Jeff Bezos got divorced, yeah, and his wife yeah. is now the richest woman woman in the world. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's unfair. Like, you know, does she really deserve to be the richest? That case is different and unique, though, in terms of like the company starting and her being an employee of exactly. And and... That's what I was going to go on to. That is a very different case. So, like, say in your case, you're coming into a re- relationship with Anne Plus and your partner, let's just say, has a podcast or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm doing decently well. So, it kind of protects you both, you know? Yeah. So, you both know that, oh, they're not like someone trying to just. Correct. You know, it's like the, I, it could be the final level of trust, the final line of trust, or it could just be a very simple thing to prove that. Yeah. yeah like you, but then this, this shouldn't break our trust in each other. Or anything. I get you. But then say if, you know, when, when mm-hmm. you start the relationship, the third WLFM, whatever is going well. Right. And then it gets, it, it blows up like after your, you know, relationship, like it's really big. What's to say, how, what's the quantifiable or tangible measure to say that that person that you brought into your life, didn't have a big impact on that. I'll have to have a think on that one. Like, separate. I'm not going to rush to that answer. <laughs> no, it's not that I'm like yeah, dumbfounded. It's just that I'd rather think and before like I say a statement and then it's just going to be like fucking memed at me for yeah. two fucking months. <laughs> nah, fair enough. My, my stance on it is that I would never ask for one yeah. from a partner. Like I, I don't even, I think I said like, I don't think it'd even cross my mind. Yeah. Like generally. Well, it might now because we've debated about it on the podcast. Yeah. So it might, Hamish would probably mention it to me. And if my partner asks me for it, yeah. I would probably think twice unless like if from the get go, if from like day one, like we're not even like, we're not in love or anything. We're just mm-hmm. like seeing each other. And I knew that she went, she was going to ask for a prenup regardless, like from her partner. Then when it came to actually asking for the prenup, I'd know, I'd know like, okay, it's not that she doesn't trust me. It's more like she was just doing like, 
I knew she was going to do that anyway. Do you think that the you know relationship I mean? can organically develop with the knowledge that she's definitely going to ask for a prenup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I you think. can. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. from my perspective. Hamish hopes so because otherwise he's fucked. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, as I said, like prenup be. protects both people. So, like, if yeah. she like set up a company and blew up here, like that would also stop me from literally taking. Yeah. You know, the majority of it or whatever yeah. or depending on however the court splits it if if that happened if it went sour the court would decide and but ideally like if you kind of built up a company yeah. you don't obviously there may have been influences in your life as you said personal life yeah and yeah it's just like so, it would it would be controlled losses but like realistically i'm not thinking of going into that stage i'm just thinking like yeah this shouldn't be a an issue to sign like i'm yeah. as i said like I'm, i i will probably have this discussion very early on even before the proposal really? or anything yeah just because like and like if they ask me for it like i'll be i'll just sign it like without fucking thinking because that just makes my life easier yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so like i'm i'm saying like a a potential wifey for hamish yeah would know when hamish asked for the prenup she would know that it's not really she can take it almost it's not a judge on her character hamish is going to do it right regardless of the human Yeah, yeah yeah whereas if you find if you don't know that and that person asks for a prenup then i would almost take that as like where you don't trust me, like me specifically, because I didn't know you're going to ask anyone. It could almost seem like you're just asking me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But I still wouldn't ask one. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'd be, I'd still, yeah, I'd probably, I probably would be a bit thrown if they someone asked me and I didn't know they were going to kind of thing. Yeah, I just think personally, like as I said, like this is just my viewpoint on it. It's like it's not that kind of deep. I know, obviously, I understand your counter argument there, but I don't know. I feel like it should be. No, no, it should calm. be a. Mind thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My take is my take. Would you, Hamish, say say you didn't get a prenup? Say prenups didn't exist. <laughs> okay. And you married someone, had kids, and then your divorce went a bit sour. What do you mean by sour? Like, do you mean like our relationship ended on a sour note, or like just the divorce was getting messy? Like, as in like the agreement over who keeps the house or something, or you know things like this? Like, acid. no, it it just ended Shit. badly. Like okay. she cheated on you. Raw. With me. It's probably with Aaron yeah. and Aaron went to museum, yeah. knowing him. <laughs> Would you okay, not maybe not cheated, but like it, I don't know, it just wasn't it just wasn't a nice breakup. I don't know the how it happened or whatever. Why are you wishing um, this upon me? You no, I'm not wishing, I'm not wishing, I'm not wishing. <laughs> and would you then still be like, Okay, all my money's mine? Like you've had children together. No, because I would I would want to fund the kids myself, so I'd be already like in the forefront of it, like, look here. I'm gonna make sure I'll try to I'm hopefully by that point I'm financially able to make sure my kids can go private education you know, get through better life, better prospects than I ever could. So I'll be trying to make sure that happens. I'll be trying to make sure they're not lacking resources. If they want to like chase another random dream, like say they want to become like a a racer, like a, you know, what's the driver? The, the cars, the F1 cars. Yeah. Go <laughs> go ahead. Um, yeah, here's your chance to do cars? it. At least put, put in the shift. <laughs> yeah, put in the shift. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll tell them, yeah, just make sure you fucking try for it. Otherwise it's just going to be a dream that you're going to just hate yourself for. But like, what about your actual partner wife that you're divorcing from? Like, as long as she has a subsequent funds for the house, because I hope she, but I'm, to be honest, I'm hoping to marrying someone that's kind of like independent as it is. So like, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll have plenty of money as well. But like, uh, so arguably they shouldn't need to use my money for them. They should, it's only for like anything related to the kids. I'm happy to fund anything related to the kids. Like I don't, hmm. in that aspect, I'm not like, I'm not like, no, no, you have to pay for half the kids. Like I said, I'm, cause it's obviously, I'm pushing for like them to get a private education probably. I'll be like, yeah, I'm definitely the private education. That's all on me. Don't worry. And then obviously other stuff we can split if need be, but I'm happy to fund the kids because obviously I knew, I knew what I was getting into 
when I decided to agree to have the kid. Kids, yeah. plural. I think that also is a part of my thinking. Like, I, I imagine anyone who I, I imagine I'd be with, I'm, I'm confident that they would be very successful in their own right. Like, I don't think a prenup would be. I think I don't. I don't know if it's a necessary thing. That. I just feel like because it can also create this um stigma like later on like down the line it could create the stigma where it's like oh shit like what if something goes wrong what if he cheats on me what if he like you know and then what if he um in the divorce like he ends up taking like a majority of assets or you know whatever else to having the company and so on but if you like, know that she's gonna do well in her life anyway yeah yeah but like it was also protecting her it's it's also protecting her like from me doing the equivalent back to her so like it's a two-way thing it's not like a prenup is like me just saying that yeah, you yeah, take yeah. Myself. but then surely you have confidence in yourself as well too not but this is yeah i do this but is all speculative I, like these are all, yeah, hypotheticals. all like oh, yeah, yeah. so we're, hypothetical we're not only speculating the success of both parties we're also speculating mm. your you know mentality on it at the time mm. which yeah. is probably going to change like for it yeah. st- statistically for it to stay the same mentality that you currently have it's so unlikely. Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd say I am betting on positivity. Oh, I thought you said you're going to bet on me having a divorce. I was going to. I was just going to. I was going to go across the London. <laughs> I mean, that as well. But <laughs> yeah. Aaron just wants uh, that uh, that prenup trigger. Well, the odds. Give me the odds, and I'll I'll see if I'll take the bet. Forty-seven. <laughs> oh, decent. Stick a ten on that. Bro, what, what do you mean, Sam? Give hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's a likely outcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, we did tangent a bit there. Anything else to touch on that? Just talk. You know, if your if your family's going through tough times, reach out. Like, speak to other people. The last thing you want is your your mind to go down a rabbit hole of you know wanting to do self harm and like just feeling shit about yourself. Talk. Uh, there's always people out there that are gonna want to listen and help you. Well, so we've been painting a lot of different pictures, all sort of debates and everything. <laughs> So I thought I will just spray paint another one, which is happens to be something you've got into That's recently. I mean, did you hear that on a grapevine? <laughs> no, no, I saw it on um, Amazon. I'm selling it. It was saying author Sam Kit. Oh wait, is it author, author or artist? Artist <laughs> Sam Kit Shaw. Yeah, I would love to say it on Amazon, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you have a new hobby called spray painting. Um, yeah. So people would naturally assume graffiti, such as myself, um, <laughs> like graffiti on the walls outside. But graffiti is obviously interpretation. But you know, it is. I it mean, could be street Banks, art. He's one so. of the most coveted artists in the world, right? And he mm. from graffiti. Yeah, spray painting. Um, so I, I, there's a bit of context behind that. The reason I started doing just a few additional hobbies and stuff is kind of because of. I felt a bit drained by the divorce, a bit emotionally, a bit like my time was a bit drained. So I was like, I need to shift my time into like stuff I actually like. I don't know if you've been on holiday where there are just these people on the streets that produce these beautiful paintings in like five minutes from just spray painting and stencils and stuff like that. And I've always thought that that looks so cool, but it doesn't even look all that difficult. And I've never really been the creative type. So I thought, why don't I try my hand at spray painting? Started watching some YouTube videos, bought some paints, bought some foam board, bought some glossy paper, and I just started doing it. And it's honestly so much fun and really easy. If anyone wants to get into spray painting, so easy. You need no ability, like creatively, to do it. Aaron, so uh, what do you mean? A A level R? What are you saying? A level R at me? Oh, yeah, that's proper. That's uh, that's a high level. <laughs> that's proper. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think Hamish is just salty that you keep wanting him to get divorced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his wife's going to see my artistic skills, yeah. <laughs> that A-level certificate. Yeah. That was it for me. I went into spray painting and golf. Just started playing golf a lot more. And throughout this whole summer and like from about March time, so whenever lockdown was lifted, because <laughs> golf was one of the first activities we <laughs> yeah, could start golf, doing. Yeah, yeah, golf was quite early. Um, now the spray painting is cool. I've, I've done it a bit like in, in school, spray paint, like a few like art projects, but never, we, we saw on our like prequel some of your pieces. Oh yeah, and uh, I wish I had. Yeah, yeah they, I'm not in my house right no, now. No, they looked really cool. They were the kind of stuff you see on like you know the Facebook videos or something of someone like time lapsing. Like yeah. you don't know what it is at first, and they're just doing like random stuff, and then at the end, it's yeah. spin it around, and it's like some yeah, skyline or something. Might just start time lapsing it. You probably yeah. could get like good good amount of views for that. Yeah, people love that kind of shit. Are you Banksy? Uh, no, Banksy is <laughs> me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That, that can be a clip title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or yeah, episode Banksy 53 featuring that. Banksy. Yeah, I, I think I think that kind of stuff, spray painting gets like a bit of a bad bad rep. Yeah. Just to clarify, he does it on a canvas. Obviously, like if you're doing it on someone's house, I think that's a bit shit. <laughs> but, Unless they're the person that, that owned the house. Because they could yeah, then yeah, they yeah. be doing it yeah, to yeah, madness. Yeah. Right, like do it on your own house. Yeah. yeah Actually, there is, there is a bit like everything's, I don't know. The, I, I see I what mind, you mean. There are negative connotations with it, like places that are run down or places that you know are look a bit dilapidated. They tend to have graffiti. Dilapa what? Dilapidated. <laughs> Never heard of that word. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> I'll be I'll be I'll be honest, I'll be honest here because I know some people are probably googling it right now. Yeah. But yeah, what does that word mean? <laughs> That's why Aaron's looking down. Yeah. <laughs> is is it anything you'd want to take further? Well, spray painting. Nah, man. Yeah, it's just, just a like hobby. a hobby, little hobby. Yeah, I I I get so. When I start to like something, I get obsessed with it for a bit and then I drop it. So I don't see it becoming a long-term thing, but it's a lot of fun. I'll tell you that for sure. Can maybe combine spray painting and uh, massages. I don't know how I would. Where's the yeah, I don't know there? how either. <laughs> you can spray paint on the back. What are you doing? Like art good. therapy. Temporary tattoo. Maybe, maybe, you know. Art therapy. Yeah, well, every, every massage gets a free spray painting. <laughs> yeah. Wait, actually, you know deal. what color therapy is? Oh. Color. Thera- therapy apparently oh it's an actual f- okay if, if you, i thought you're looking for like me to say like blue, blue. <laughs> like <laughs> no apparently if you uh if you draw on your certain parts of your body with certain colors then it helps your overall health i'm not sure how much i believe in it but yeah do you know what colors Aaron's gonna start trying it right after yeah. this to so be careful no, what no, medical no, no. advice you I, give. I, I, I don't believe in like that kind of stuff i think this is a good uh as everyone's waking up in the airbnb yeah, probably a good time to uh, wrap up unless anyone had anything else to talk about. No, that that was a better transition than what I had, so I'll <laughs> take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you what are you thinking? No, no, don't worry, you don't need to hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's okay, man. So... Cheers, cheers for having me on. Thoroughly yeah, no, thanks a lot. And I'm gonna nominate loads of people for you. Sweet, sweet. We'll start. We'll start with the final questions. All right. So, yeah, what is one thing that you'd like to change in the world? One thing I'd like to change in the world. Quite a loaded question. I'd want to change greed. I want to change the importance of money. I think money is way too important. I think people are defined by their commercial value instead of their intrinsic values. <laughs> put I'm, that on a t-shirt. Yeah, put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> Wait, that's actually a sick t-shirt. Yeah, I like that. I just thought that. your t-shirt like, coming soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but do you see what I mean? Well, like, how are you going to charge for it? We're like talking we'll say, about money. I don't know. We'll have to make some joke about in like the description, like something about the commercial value of it. <laughs> okay. No, that's a good one. 
second question is what would you make if you had a chance to make a documentary what would yeah. it be about i think it would be about uh the meat industry just publicizing what actually goes on in slaughterhouses and yeah no no opinionated stuff no like oh this is bad this is bad this is morally wrong this is ethically against what we should believe in all that none of that all just information about how this meat is produced and uh kind of just laying the facts out for you and then you make your own decisions yeah so i was thinking you could just do like a here's what it is and here's the pros and cons yeah and maybe you could include a bit of like q a and like people's opinions if you want like yeah. i don't know that sounds great oh that'd be a, I'll, I'll watch it if you made one Nora. yes <laughs> yes i want to yeah. see a hamish trip advisor kind of documentary <laughs> where he just goes around all the restaurants in london that would be a bit mad to be fair I, yeah. in first year actually you know before chicken connoisseur became a thing and everything yeah, yeah i was yeah. actually just on my snapchat as a joke i was like trying to find the best you know biryani in, yeah. um, and stuff like that best chicken shop and stuff in like around campus yeah, yeah, yeah. could you like or where i could get on takeaway just eat <laughs> and so that was actually a series and then basically shortly after that so i was called the aaron named me biryani Badman. yeah um and then yeah then chicken connoisseur took off and i'm just like i should have fucking did this on youtube <laughs> no the I, time, I, I i disagree with the time frame of this but no the time frame is that yeah i probably have the snapchat memories to probably prove it as well so i'm okay i'm sure we can probably find it you know you know gordon ramsay you know whenever he's testing out some of these restaurants he always has like a group of people that he sends there Mm -hmm. i think he can 100 be in those group of people like you should be one of the people (laughs) that gets uh served all this food and then is there there, if there's a way to apply i'd solidly do it because i think if i could also get the airtime on tv i'd direct (laughs) (laughs) and plus obviously the brand deal you know everything works out (laughs) Project Do Elite expands. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. So the third and final question is: What has been your most memorable third wheeling experience, if any? But basically, my best mate is Harshil. He's got a girlfriend from India, and um, he booked a holiday to Madrid for her for the weekend. And she had a slight visa problem, and there was a chance that she wouldn't get her visa in time for the trip. So then he calls me up on this is on like the Tuesday. So leaving on Friday, he goes, this on the Tuesday, he goes, bro, quick question. If you were offered to come to Madrid on Friday, would you like, do you have anything this weekend? I was like, to be fair, I'd actually come. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, all right, calm, stay on standby, right? The stay on standby part, stay on standby. I didn't hear. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I'm going to Madrid on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so the stay on standby, I didn't hear. Anyway, I go into work. He calls me in the morning. I go into work and then I, I start looking at flights and I'm like looking up accommodation. And then I remembered that Jerry Sim Fact, Simra Thakraf from uni, but basically she was doing a year out in Madrid where she was teaching English. I remember that and I was like, oh my God, I could, you know, I could stay with Simra and, you know, go visit her as well. So at this point, I'm getting excited. I'm like, this is so rogue. It's so spontaneous. Like Tuesday, <laughs> we're leaving on Friday. I'm like down. Anyway, I call him up and I'm like, so bro, I'm just looking at some flight tickets. I just wanted to ask what time you guys are leaving. He's like, bro, you, you're not coming yet. <laughs> it's only if you can't get the visa, <laughs> then you're coming. But I don't know if you've ever had this feeling where you think you're going on holiday and then it's taken away from you. Not a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what Hamish's kids are going to be feeling all <laughs> the time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So then that night Once again, listen to a previous episode of the third wheel to hear the debate. This one I think has been Noreen. Remember yeah. all of it is a joke. Please do not take your fucking I thought you were gonna say like you booked your ticket and then you ended up going and then 
uh, his girlfriend also came and then you three just went on holiday to Spain. Yeah, we did. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what happened. Oh, <laughs> I thought you story. finished the story. <laughs> no, no. So basically, then what happened was, I was like, I want to go on holiday. Like, this is so spontaneous. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just book it anyway. Worst comes to worst, I'll just stay with Simran. And then I'll chill with her. And then they can go off and do their own thing. So I, that night, I booked a ticket and I told, I told Harsha, I was like, bro, I just, uh, I, I, I did it. <laughs> and then I messaged Sim as well. I said, look, I'm coming to Madrid this Friday. Like, you free this weekend. She's like, yeah, yeah, book it. Let's go. Like, I'll show you around. You can stay at mine. No problem whatsoever. So I was like, yes, calm. This is all working out. We're going on holiday. And then, um, I get a call from Harsha's girlfriend the next day and she goes, I can't believe you're fucking crashing my birthday trip. <laughs> like from a proper jokey perspective. Okay. So I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've known Harsha a lot longer than you have. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, eventually got, so then, uh, I, I told Simran, I sent her a screenshot of my flight booking and I was like, you know, these are my details. Then I messaged that to her in the morning. Whole day goes by, I don't get a reply. So I messaged her again at like 10 o'clock PM because we're, this is, this is now Thursday evening. So we skip a day. This is now Thursday evening. So we're leaving the next day. So I'm like, I kind of need to know, <laughs> like, you know, where am I going to come and all that? And then she messages me that night. She goes, I've got some bad news. I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake, go on. She goes, I urgently have to go back to London for an operation and I'm leaving tonight. And I was like, wait, uh, so you're not going to be there in Madrid. <laughs> <She's> like, <"No." laughs> you don't get like a keys or anything off her. Yeah. So she, no she, she left her keys with her flatmate and I did end up staying at hers. But <laughs> straight after that happened, I called up Harsha's girlfriend. I was like, <laughs> so listen, <laughs> remember I said I could chill with my friend. <laughs> That's not happening anymore. <laughs> I'm now going to stay with you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. so I ended up That's crashing the trip but literally I had so much fun with it because anytime I, w- I was taking pictures of them a lot because I was like you've got an extra person you might as well have a photographer oh uh, you're that guy yeah and then I forced them with every single picture I took I forced them to take the same picture with me right in the middle of them <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a collection <laughs> that's true yeah. that's funny that's probably my favourite third reading no it's a good one that's, that's- anyone you would like to call out to come on the podcast yeah my girlfriend, she's, we're currently in a long distance relationship, but she's a doctor out in India right now. So I think with like COVID and everything going on, I think that would be a good topical. Kind yeah. Of, and she's jokes. You like it. So I'm going to call her out. I'm going to And then one of the boys I'm here with is in Christian. He's actually, he wanted to start a podcast doing the same thing that you guys are doing. So I think oh. it would just be funny to put him on one and be like, this is what you could be. But you're not. <laughs> okay, we will have to uh, discourage that sort of behavior. Yeah, yeah. And if he, if he does start one, he'll be under the third wheel umbrella. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to kill the competition for you. No, we're just monopolizing it. We're just making sure everyone's underneath the yeah. third wheel. <laughs> I like it. Cool, cool. Uh, so I'll call those two out. If I do think of more, should I just ping them to you? Or yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're always or get them to like get in touch with us and yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll so remember anyone listening to this if you want to be a guest just literally yeah. just message a thing anything like basic and we'll take care of the other groundwork like Drop and as i'm i'm sure sammy can confirm that it's not that complicated no, to get things done with Drop them a dm because even like getting this set up they were so smooth with it so uh yeah, so, you know some stuff we love to hear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sales 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 <laughs> this is this is going on our future trailer that's coming on. yeah 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 and yeah the 
the final bit is a shout so you can basically just promote i guess anything you want and multiple things if you like whether it's charity business whatever um or your people or socials whatever um yeah go ahead i'll promote ampos yeah so ampos.co.uk check out the website and if you want it for your workplace then honestly just reach out you know, I have a bad feeling. Earlier, I said "unplus" accidentally. Yeah, you did. Um, when I was, you did. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't want to correct, <laughs> correct you. I didn't know what you were trying to say, but yeah, you were talking no, about. No, no, no. I, I fucked it. I fully fucked <laughs> yeah. it. I, I remember it. You're like, if you have "unplus" and we have third real FM, I don't want her to have third real FM. You should be thinking about the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's uh, sake. Yeah, unpause, unpause. Yes, yeah, so go check out Anpools on all socials and anpools.co.uk. Yep, and on Instagram, Anpools Wellbeing. Yep. Um, Aaron and yourself? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just going to shout, I mentioned it earlier. I'll just shout out my website, <laughs> aaroncomedy.co.uk. Um, I do not, show I'm designs. not really. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we can cut that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really taking on any work at the moment, but I like the ego boost, so check it out and tell me <laughs> how good it looks. So, aaroncomedy.co.uk. He's not six foot, but he has a six foot ego, you know. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, my shout, my shout outs are going to be for three songs, but I'm going to add it to my third wheel playlist that I've been constantly adding to. So just go check that out. First song, TikTok by Pounds. Second song, Whip That Work by K Trap. Third song, The Weekend by Sanon. They're all added to the playlist. So go check out. Absolute bangers as always. No two. Very positive first. song. You can check out A New Rules by Dua Lipa. <laughs> <Project> <laughs> Dua Lipa. Well, I don't give a fuck. Dua Lipa, if you'd like to be our guest, you know, you've been called out by a previous guest as well. So yeah. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping the message got to you. I'll, I'll, call, I'll call her out as well. Don't you know, I'll, even though I'll, I'm medically not allowed, I'll, I'll do the Hot Ones challenge with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting out all the stops for this. <laughs> Where, where's Dua Lipa from? She's from the UK. She's from Westminster, mate. She's, she grew up in Poshens. Oh, right. Yeah. But she but she likes Fifty Cent and like you know Adrian Tracy and all of that. So. Yeah, yeah. Does she like Skepta? Probably. Cats. <laughs> Cats talk to Skepta. Talk to... <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Well, yeah. Thank, thanks again, uh, Sam, thank Kip, for coming guys. on. Yeah, cheers for having me. Really enjoyed it. An amazing episode. Yeah. No, no, it's been a blast. Um, all links will be in the description. And yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. But yeah, love, love, love what you guys are doing. Keep it up, you know, and I, I love the fact that you still have an idea and you've just gone for it. So big ratings on that and keep up the good work. And I go, hard work pays off. Do a leap will at some point listen to this and she will get in contact. You know, if she, even if she doesn't get in contact, if she makes a reference in a song, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> She's going to write a bar about the third wheel, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we should just release a song called Prenup and just have the whole thing about it. <laughs> Prenup featuring the third wheel. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I love it. That'd be joking. Alright boys, cheers oh, for there's, it. There's that to the 40. Right, have a yeah. good one, everyone. A See ya. Bye. See ya, bye. See ya.